Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together <laughs> and talk about the movies, the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by East Coast Matt Lauer. Matt. <laughs> we saw Aquaman. <laughs> It was terrible. Yeah, this movie's fucking crap. We'll get into it after Nick uh, reviews something else, but... Oh, uh. God. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Aquaman, and um, I guess you're right, I should look it up. I, I saw Pop Star, Never Stop, Stop Stopping. Never Stop, Never Stopping, I think. Pop Star. And the internet's not working. Great. Great for radio. Stop not stopping. So I'll start with Popstar. And uh, I don't really have... There we go. Popstar. Never stop, never stopping. There you go. Okay. Uh, it stars uh, Andy Samberg, Jordan Tacconi, I don't know, and Akiva Schaefer. Uh, it's written by... It's basically the guys behind Lonely Island. Uh, they're like comedic rappers. Um, uh, Andy Samberg was on SNL and that's where those guys all kind of got their start. Um, if you saw hot rod and you liked hot rod, there's a good chance you'll like pop star. Um, if, uh, I don't really have that much to say about it. I thought it was really funny, really well done. And the music is very funny and entertaining. Is it a, is it a, mock- is it a mockumentary? Yes. Yeah, it's like a fake documentary of uh, Andy Samberg's. Um, he's releasing a new album after he broke away from his like rap group, and it's it's the story of of his character's fall from grace, basically. And uh, it's really funny. It's got some really big musical stars in it. Um, Justin Timberlake is in it, and he is hysterical. He's like in it for like two seconds, but he's really funny. Um, are they friends from SNL? Yeah. Okay. They've, they did like him and Justin Timberlake did the, the Dick in the box song and the mother lover song. And then like the third part was with Lady Gaga, uh, which wasn't as good as the other two, but still, uh, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. It, it was fun. It's, it's a couple of good laughs in there and it was a quick, like 89 minutes. So Bringing yeah, us way better than Aquaman. Bringing us to the big event of the winter season. Well, wait, Mary wait. Poppins returns. <laughs> wait, did you see that? No, oh. no, I didn't. Uh, Although I hear it's good, but according to IMDb, Aquaman is a seven point six, which which can't be true. No, that's. It can't That's be gotta true. just be DC fanboys. It's gotta be like like nothing but DC fanboys. Or Russia <laughs> trolling us. Russia, if you're listening. Um so Aquaman, directed by James Wan. Um this was bad. This was really bad. Wait. <clears throat> Before we go into the movie, uh huh. First we have to sit through preview corner. Oh, right. And I was there for it. Yeah. Oh, right. Exciting. So welcome to Preview Corner, the highlight. Brought of to you the by evening. the big ticket. Thanks, Kevin. Uh so we got first up, glass. Uh so Nick, what's your what's your take on glass now that you've seen a preview for it in the theater? Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna go see it. Uh Unbreakable is a movie that I really liked. I enjoyed Split. Um, but when Unbreakable came out, I thought it was one of the best comic book movies ever made. And uh, my wife, after we watched Split, I realized, or I found out that my wife had never seen Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, we need to fix that. So we put it on. And while I was watching it, I was like, hmm, the past, the movie, this movie has not aged well. Mm. It's very, it's very slow and very methodical. Uh-huh. Um which worked for me. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> sneeze. 
uh, it's very slow, very methodical, and the the pacing of it is almost excruciating. Um, and uh, I kind of felt the same way about Split, but the thing that saved Split is James McAvoy. Uh, he's just terrific in it, and um, the girl from Split. The girl who like her role is to have close-ups of her face in every movie that she's in. Um, she's a very, she's really good in it too. So I feel like M. Night Shyamalan um, saw the opportunity for for a sequel to his Unbreakable movie and just ham-fisted the Bruce Willis cameo at the end of it to make it part of the a shared universe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it's gonna be. I don't think it looks very good, but I'm so but I'm interested in seeing it. <clears throat> Actually, I have almost the same thing written here in my notes. Oh, yeah, bad dialogue, dumb idea, but I'm curious, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel kind of the same way. Actually, I haven't seen Unbreakable in quite some time, and I think I only ever saw it twice, mm-hmm. but I did like it both times. Um, I never thought it was better than the Sixth Sense. So when people like say that it's better than the Sixth Sense, I I, I never understood that. Mm. But um, and then Split, I thought was okay. Uh, I saw it in the theater by myself, and then I saw it in the theater again with some friends because uh-huh. I hadn't seen it yet. Um, and the second time through, I didn't like it nearly really? as much as the first time. Okay. Um, but. I still am kind of curious about this. Like, I, when it comes out, I won't be going into the theater dreading it. I'll just be going in going, well, I'm going to find out. Right. And uh, there wasn't, maybe I should go in dreading it because there isn't anything in the preview that makes it look good. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look good from the preview. Like, yeah. And that's not a good sign. It doesn't help that Bruce Willis is like 90 years old. Well, and and that he looks bored as fuck. He do, well, that's just the way he acts anymore. Yeah. Since since the sixth sense, that's how he acts. Well, you know, I had a. This is actually going to be about Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. I had a class with um, Patrick Stoner. Is that his name? The film reviewer. Yeah, I used to work with him. Yeah, I, well, I had a class with him uh, in undergrad, and he told me that he was on a plane. And he was sitting next to Samuel Jackson, and Samuel Jackson was like reading a script, and he kept like punching the air with some sort of like like rhythm to it. Uh-huh. And Patrick Stoner was like, "Hey, um, if you don't mind me asking, what are you doing?" And Samuel Jackson, like, you know, this is according to Patrick Stoner, right? Um, uh, said to him, "Well, I've got four rhythms." And so every line that I have, it's it's going to be delivered with one of these four rhythms. So I'm feeling out which rhythm these lines go with. Uh-huh. And since then, I've started to feel like Sam Jackson's a little predictable. Yeah. Like, and I don't I don't know if I would have felt this. I mean, like you I mean, you can recognize Sam Jackson's cadence no matter what. Uh-huh. But like, he kind of ruined the magic for me. Where I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I'm getting a little old. Maybe it's getting a little old for me. Because mm-hmm. um, in the preview, I felt that way. I was like, I'm not excited to hear Samuel Jackson talking, and that's weird. Because mm. he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Have you seen, uh, what's the one with the Tarantino, Hateful Eight? Have you still I have not, not seen, seen that? that one yet. Yeah. Since you reviewed it, I, I've been more interested, but I just haven't gotten around to it. It's really long. It's hard to find three hours for you to just yeah. sit down. Stay, t- stay tuned. Um, I was I was watching Once Upon a Time in America today. <laughs> All right. And two hours into that, I found out it's a four hour long movie. But it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. But it's really four hours. Come on. That's almost as long as Aquaman feels. <laughs> found out how long that was. About an hour into Aquaman. Yeah. When I turned it. Well. Yeah, whatever. We're jumping ahead. Where <laughs> I turned to Nick and said, "This movie could have started right here." Yeah, it was an hour into the movie, and then I looked up how long it was and went, "Oh, there's another hour and twenty two minutes." So long. Anyway, so oh, next in our list of previews, mm-hmm. we got 
Pet Cemetery. Nick, yeah. what was your take on that preview? Thumbs down. No, 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 good? not feeling it. But mostly because I know exactly what's going to happen because I've seen Pet Cemetery, and um, like I haven't seen that movie since I was ten, which which I probably shouldn't have seen when I was ten. <laughs> but um, you know, like spoiler alert for Pet Cemetery, you know who's gonna you know who's gonna die, you know what they're gonna do. You know who's gonna come back? You know it's it's like they they spoil what happens to the kid in the trailer. Like, do you not know? Oh no, I saw the original. Yeah, we're yeah. like that. Like that Mack truck flies past the house, and you're like, oh, spoiler alert for a movie that is hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, but sort of has. Yeah, like I mean, do you really have to spell it out that hard? So, and then we were talking during the trailer about how John Lithgow is, uh, he's no, uh, Herman Munster. <laughs> I don't know if that'll make I, sense to people. The, the judge, guy who played the, Herman Munster was the guy who played the old man in the original Pet Cemetery. The judge from, uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Um, I what don't know his name. You? <laughs> the two what? But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Hmm. Uh, you? How did you feel about it? Well, right now I'm feeling confused because I'm looking at Pet Cemetery in my notes, and it says, "It who's too ugly to be famous." <laughs> oh, oh, you're oh, talking right, about right, right. The, the, the lead star the guy, lead actor guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy who was in. Uh, what was he and he was in that new uh, Terminator movie? I think. Oh, I don't know. Okay, but as far as Pet Cemetery goes, I, you know, this time around, I actually the first time I saw the preview, I was like, oh, this looks like it's got some pretty creepy atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. This time around, I'm just like, well, John Lithgow's in it, so maybe there's that. It didn't seem as uh, as appealing. Speaking of creepy atmospheres, <laughs> haunting noises in Nick's basement. Um, so, all right, so that was our, our, there it is again. Yeah, one of my kids is crying. It's almost like a baby in another room. Yeah, they do that. Uh, the babies, they cry. Our next one is Hellboy, oh, which is yeah. being rebooted, right? This is not this a sequel. This is not a sequel, a, it's reboot a reboot. Yeah. To a movie that seems like it just came out a few years ago. It did, it was only, I guess it's been a while, but. Yeah. It's been a while, and, uh, <laughs> and, um. It's, it's, you know, like I said to you during the, the preview, I was like, I haven't really seen, I saw most of the first one. I haven't seen any of the second one, but while I was watching them, I'm like, I'm sure this is fine. I'm not interested at all. And that's how I was too. I have seen the first and second one, but both were after a long time of not wanting to. Mm-hmm. And then people insisting that they're great. So I was like, fine, I'll sit down and watch it. And then I did. And I was like, this wasn't very good. <laughs> and then I watched the second one and I was like, this isn't very good either. And people still argue with me, but I feel pretty confident that I'm right. All right. And when it comes to this one, I feel the same way. So yeah. watching the preview, I'm like, wow, there's nothing in that that interests me. And it looks pretty much the same. Like, there's nothing to say, like, wow, this looks different from the first or second one. Like He looks just like Ron Perlman as Hellboy. And the new Hellboy is the cop from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, whose name I don't know, but um, the cop from Stranger Things. He's in the Tide ad commercials. Uh, don't worry. Everybody knows what you're talking about because everyone's seen Stranger Things. Good show. And I saw the first two episodes. That was it. I like it. Most people do. <laughs> But there wasn't anything that suggested that it would be any different from the first or second. Like, there wasn't a different, like, the art quality's not that different. His costume's not different. There's yeah. just, it It just looks like, why didn't they just make Hellboy 3? Right. You know? Yeah. It, you wouldn't be able to tell from looking at it that it was even directed by someone different. Right. Which is weird, because weren't the first two directed by Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro? Yep. That's exactly how. That. That's how he would pronounce it too. 
Anytime his his parents were calling him as a child, they're like, "Hey, Guillermo, come in. <laughs> it's time for dinner." Um, uh, and then we saw a commercial or an, uh, whatever trailer for a movie called Captive State that we both thought was the Purge, and it might still be. Yeah, not really it may sure. Still be the Purge. Yeah, although like uh, John Goodman is in it, and um, that's it. And it's I. I I got no interest in that. It looks like a Bloomhouse movie. I've never even seen any of the Purge movies. I haven't either. So I don't want to watch a derivative movie. The first one I hear is okay. It's got Ethan Hawke. Is that a selling point? Because Ethan like, Hawke kind of sucks. I like Ethan Hawke. Okay. I think he sucks. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> the next one, and I can't wait to hear what you got to say about this, was Pokemon or oh. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm interested. Uh, I know my son is going to be really psyched to see it. And, um, uh, I've seen that trailer probably 20 times now cause my son keeps asking to watch it and, um, I'm not sick of it. Like I really kind of enjoy the trailer. Um, I'm excited or I'm interested to see when the next trailer comes out, how that, how I feel about it after that. But as far as like a kid's movie about, a, a an intellectual property, um, I, uh, uh, that I have no interest in. I do not care about Pokemon at all. My brother was really into it. Didn't you make me watch Pokemon movies I before? I feel like we watched one of them. <laughs> the one with like a big cat monster. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never seen anything Pokemon. <laughs> Neither had I. We, that was Pokemon the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it made no sense. And, uh. Yeah, but this um, I'm I'm excited to see it. I, I, I right now I think it looks fun. Fair enough. Um, I had never seen a preview for it before, and at first I had no idea what we were watching. Uh-huh. Uh Then it kicked in, and um, it was strangely amusing. Yeah, maybe because it was just strange, but I don't know. I don't know. It was it was colorful and lighthearted. And it seemed to know exactly what it was. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like yeah, it a marketing team a kind feel of for itself. present it, you know. And the Pokemon themselves look great. Yeah, that's true. They you know, they, they look like they belong in that world. But they also fit the designs that I've seen in, in yeah, commercials like the and whatever. Pikachu other stuff looks I've like seen. a Pikachu. Yeah. And, and the, my favorite part of the whole commercial is when he goes, Pika Pika. And that because that one girl's talking to him, and then Ryan Reynolds goes, "She doesn't know what the hell I'm saying, kid." Um, yeah, I don't. It, well, and it seems you know they're not doing the Pokemon just fighting each other thing. So, like in this movie, well, they like address Pikachu that in the trailer. Be a, in the a trailer, detective. a little bit. Well, there's all kinds of Pikachu's. Like, there's not just one Pikachu. Like, it's a species. Yeah, that blew my mind too. Oh. Yeah. So like like at one point you see like all of those turtle looking things that have cabbages on their back. I backs. believe that's a squirtle. See, I don't think that is a squirtle. Oh fuck it then. I think it's a uh I had it a second ago. Um but like you see like ten of them walking across the water. Bulbazar. Bulbazar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Why do I know that? Oh man, that, well, that's weird. <laughs> For those of you who's everybody, because I was going to say those of you listening, but who the hell else would I be talking to? Uh, Nick and I had a moment of eye contact there in which we combined our knowledge and came up with the name of that thing. I hope that's correct. <laughs> I don't even care if it is. It was weird. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, so, okay, so there's lots of each of them. And. Well, so so for people who haven't seen the preview, though, it's it's not it's it it's obviously not like the plot of the episodes of the show. It's actually yeah, I Pikachu guess it's a, solving a mystery, it's a whole standalone. He's thing. got that annoying kid from Jurassic World two, which I still haven't screams seen. Screams about crap. You didn't see that? I thought no, not I yet. thought you just reviewed that a couple weeks ago. Was that a dream? Jesus. Well, no. You still gotta watch it then. <laughs> we'll put it on next. You have to sit through that. Uh, next up, we got Godzilla. 
Um, and before King Nick of the Monsters jumps into this one, I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts on it. Uh-huh. Uh, I liked Godzilla 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as, as I was mentioning to Nick, I felt like it was the first Godzilla movie I'd seen. And I've seen a couple in the theater, including that terrible Matthew Broderick thing, but also Godzilla 2000, which was a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the first one where I felt like I could really feel the size of Godzilla. And as much as I wanted there to be more Godzilla and more Godzilla fighting and a little less of the people in that movie, Mm -hmm. just having the feel that it was so huge was pretty exciting for me. This one, it didn't tell me much about what was going on other than like there are a lot of monsters and I feel like that's all I need. Um, There was something that kind of like in the discussion of the characters, they kind of question whether or not the monsters are there to save the humans or kill the humans. And I thought that was kind of weird. Like I remember the first movie they were talking about there being a balance, but I didn't think it was supposed to be a balance in any way related to humans. It was just like, there's this kind of monster that like eats radiation and this other kind of monster. And they just sort of have a yin and yang kind of thing going for them. Oh my God. I'm just now remembering that Godzilla fought another monster in that movie. He fought two. He fought two other monsters? Yeah, there was a big one and a little one. The movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> parts I, of it did. <laughs> parts I, of it did, but I enjoyed it. I hated it. Oh, that man. that um that movie was one of um I think Tony reviewed it in one of our very early episodes of the show. Uh-huh. And I made a video edition of it. You can find it on YouTube if you search this week in film. It's they're pretty good, the video edition ones. Um but the my favorite part of the whole show is Tony goes, It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun or something like that. And then I cut to Brian Cranston going, My wife died in there. <laughs> yeah. And I the liked it. Dude from Kick Ass is, is in it for some reason. Yeah. Running all over San Francisco. Being terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the movie Elizabeth Olsen was in it. Is that her? Oh, I thought it maybe it was the uh, the the girl with the that we show zoomed in on her face all the time from Split. No, Anna no, Joe John Elizabeth. Jojo. That is not her name, viewers. <laughs> um, no, that was Elizabeth Olsen, who's mm. a really good actress. Actually, if you haven't seen Marcy May Marlene, check that out. That's a really good movie about someone who's been sucked into and escaped from a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing what she's like after that, and it's it's, it's a good she she does a good job acting in that. Mm. What's it called? Marcy May Marlene. Okay. Uh, okay. So then we saw. Wait, did you want to say more about Godzilla? No. Well, okay. You didn't like the first one. What did you think from this preview? I mean, I'm still gonna see it. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, next we saw a preview for uh, Ali, Ali Alita. Battle Angel. Yeah. It's the same one I saw before that ruined it for me. I'm not interested at all. How about you? It looks boring. That's true. It looks boring. Like it looks visually kind of neat, but the it looks boring. Mm. Like I got no interest in it. Yeah. It looks like it doesn't have a compelling plot at all. And the freaking line with the kid is like, you're the most human person I know. Yeah. Like, shut up. You suck. I don't know. I mean- if if like the reviews for it start coming out and they're they're mostly positive or or whatever and they're like it's it, it I might change my mind on it and be like okay I'll, well, I am interested in seeing that oh, oh you can give it a chance if it gets like a seven point six on IMDb <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah based on the preview that I saw and I saw like the old preview too and I'm like I'm not feeling this movie. And it's not just because she looks odd. Like, I think she looks cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, I, I've i seen, like, three different trailers for this movie, and I don't know what it's about. That's true. Even the trailers that had me interested did not tell me what it was about. Yeah. I think that's part of what had me interested was I was going, oh, I want to find out like, I what's think, going on I here. I think the selling point is, hey, just come see this movie with this weird-looking girl. I think that's it i think that's all there is hey there's this girl with big eyes like and the one thing and a credit to the animators i can't tell if that's an actual actress or an all cgi character it's a cgi character totally yeah because jennifer connelly does the voice oh really okay i think so she's in everything (laughs) 
Jennifer, a very young Jennifer Connelly is is in uh, Once Upon a Time in America. She's like she's got to be like ten, eight or ten, and she shows her butt, which is uncomfortable. That yeah, I don't want to watch that. There's a lot of weird. There's a lot of that. Wait till I talk to you about that movie. <laughs> we'll come back to that when you finish. I got two more hours. We we also saw a preview sort of thing for Secret Life of Pets, Nick. Uh, so this trailer was like a real quick kind of teaser. And in the trailer, the owner of 10, well, seemingly 10 dogs says, all right, I'm leaving. Goodbye. And when he leaves, the animals turn on the radio and they start dancing to the various genres of music until they get to Barry Manilow singing the Copa Cabana and uh like the one little chihuahua dog is dancing and all the other dogs are looking at him like why would you dance to Barry Manilow and I'm like that's a good song the Copa Copa Cabana song by Barry Manilow is an excellent song if you haven't listened to it go uh, back sir, and are listen we talking to it. about secret life with pets well we about- I don't like the 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 implied, oh, it's Barry Manilow, so it must suck. Barry Manilow is a national treasure. Well, Secret Life of Pets doesn't have me interested. <laughs> I never saw the first one. Me neither. All right. So then when the previews were over, the movie started. By the way, for those of you wondering about the, the ongoing Coke Diet Coke battle. Right. Seems like the resistance must have lost because uh, last two movies now, no guy try- or woman trying to sell me Diet Coke by telling me to do what I want and live my way and <laughs> but we did, fight the system. We did see the uh, the commercial you talked about the other week where where when someone's talking and as they finish their sentence, someone else says, Pepperoni pizza. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was, it, that one's still there. Yeah, but they seem to have let go of the. Do you drink diet coke? But I, uh, I did learn that Coke Zero is now called Coke Zero Sugar. That's right. Which is uh, dumb. Yep. And, and disgusting. And speaking of dumb and disgusting, then Aquaman started. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to begin with this. Well, the first thing I noticed, and so spoiler, no, spoiler alert. Oh yeah, we're gonna man. spoil the hell out of this movie, but for your own sake, because you do not need to see this movie. It's it's quite terrible. There is very little it has to offer. In fact, I don't know what it has to offer. But Nick said he had something positive to say, so we'll find I'll, out later. I'll get to some of the positives. Yeah. Let me ask you this before we get into it: Which is worse, this. Justice League? Because remember, there was a Justice League movie, because I, I keep forgetting about I do it. remember there was a Justice This or League. Justice League? This. This was way worse. Justice League went by a lot more quickly. Uh, was bad, but less painful. Uh-huh. I actually laughed a couple times in Justice League. A little giggled myself, maybe. Uh-huh. But this movie felt like it was five hours long. Um, Justice League felt like it was about... I don't know, two hours long. Do you, which? What about a uh, Batman versus Superman? Which is worse between that and uh, Aquaman? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I don't know on that one because I mean, I, I was hoping for something with Batman versus Superman. I think right. So. I think that was more painful in a way. Actually, nope. This was worse because at least Batman versus Superman. When Wonder when when Wonder Woman showed up, I was like, "All right, cool. She's fun." And what this, a, I had none of that. What? Which one is it? Where Lex Luthor blows up the Senate? That's Batman versus Superman. Okay. All right, because they all have blended into one terrible movie for me. Yeah. Well, wait, so yeah, Batman versus Superman, then Justice League, then, yeah, it was Batman versus Superman with Justice Wonder Eisenberg. Woman came out after Justice League, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, and gave us hope again, and then we saw Justice League, and went, oh, that was dumb, shouldn't have gotten excited. 
So here's... Wait, when did Wonder Woman come out? After Justice League? No, before Justice League. After Batman versus Superman. Okay. What the timeline is confusing. Yeah. Well, DC doesn't know what it's doing, as evidenced by Aquaman. Aquaman. Okay, so... 2018. Here's what I noticed. by James Wan. Uh, lots of characters looking up. Like, we got the same shot of a lot of different people who are looking down, but then look up at the screen mm-hmm. or at the camera. Uh, and everyone, a lot of reaction shots, tons of reaction shots to the the beautiful CGI world around them. Like, I saw, I think I saw Jason Mo, Momoa about 50 times, like, go, wow, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And then another 30 seconds. But what it looked like was that he didn't believe he was actually seeing anything. Right. You made an excellent point during the movie um, saying that this this movie has more driving around than Birdemic. Yeah, there's a lot of There's a lot of just driving. So let's try to give the listeners a plot. Okay. So Nicole Kidman... Is Queen of Atlantis. Oh, you're you're already getting into too much fun. <laughs> She's uh, Queen of Atlantis, and for some reason she washes up on shore uh outside this lighthouse, and the lighthouse keeper finds wait a minute, her. You're right. For some reason. We don't ever find out why, do we? I think she was escaping. I think that's why she she's wounded. And I and oh, she, because she was leaving, she was like running away from an arranged marriage. Oh, right, 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 right. And uh, and so now the movie makes sense to you, yeah, but it, it's still bad. So, <laughs> so the lighthouse keeper finds her, they fall in love, and she gets pregnant, and they have a baby. They name the baby Arthur after a storm or King Arthur, they're not really sure, and and then the mom's telling the kid a story and the front door explodes and oh, Jesus you don't have to walk them through every minute of the movie god damn it and so Atlant- anyway look and then okay Atlantis, this movie's like Atlantis stormtroopers come in there's like 2 hours of exposition in this movie so yeah so she, she apparently is dead whatever and he uh grows up and then he starts busting into subs and it turns out that the people of the different peoples underwater are trying to start a fight with the world above, uh, you know, uh, up there on land. So and uh, Aquaman is the true king of Atlantis. He's like the queen. So Nicole Kimmons, queen of Atlantis. Aquaman is her firstborn son. So he's like the rightful heir to the throne of Atlantis. Yeah. But sitting on the throne is, what's his name? The guy trying to start the war. Patrick Dempsey. Not Patrick Dempsey. (sighs) The people trying to start the war and Aquaman has to come back down. Patrick Wilson. To underwater to stop it. That's it. That's, That's the whole movie. But you get two hours of exposition throughout this movie. And I'm not kidding about that. And then you get... I don't know, a last half hour or whatever. There is actually a lot of action and it's all fucking boring. There wasn't a single moment in this movie where I cared whether the bad guy killed the good guy, the good guy killed the bad guy. I just wanted it to end. Uh-huh. And none of it was exciting. There was a lot of like the camera moving around as though everything was amazing and music that just sounded like it was stroking itself and nothing to justify it. Like it was like everything sounds well, the orchestra music all sounded like it was epic. And then there was a whole bunch of the, weird other music that or- didn't belong to the there orchestral at all. stuff sounded like it was recorded before they saw the movie. Exactly. And they were like, Well, this is what you gotta use, James Wan. And he was like, Okay, but I also want to use these ten tracks off my iPod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some really weird decisions. And at some point, uh I turned to to Nick and said uh, I realized that the some of the music. I think they were trying to get this Thor Ragnarok vibe going. Yeah, there's like and an then I realized sound. that the whole movie is them trying to 
make Aquaman DC's Thor, <laughs> and it doesn't work it does at all. Not work. No. 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 There's a part. This I'm skipping around here, but there's a part of this movie where there's an octopus playing drums. <laughs> It's true. Think about that before you spend any money on this piece of shit. I fucking and, hated this movie. Aquaman's the only one who could talk to to fish. Yeah. So for whatever reason. So how does the octopus know how to play the drums? Like, who taught it? Who taught the octopus to play drums? I don't know. And so also the scene where the octopus is playing drums is the sequence where Patrick Dempsey or Wilson and Aquaman are going to fight each other, uh, and the winner gets the throne of Atlantis. And it's in like a stadium called the Ring of Fire. And filling the stadium are all the people of Atlantis. And this is how they decide to choose their leader, is by like having a gladiatorial battle in front of them. Which is stupid here, even though it worked in Black Panther. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It worked. It worked. Um, someone time. said, I think I read this comment on the internet shortly after one of the Aquaman trailers came out, where they said that Aquaman is reverse Black Panther, where um, where the Aquaman character is the Killmonger character from, from Black Panther, right. and he's coming to usurp the throne because it's his birthright. And and so now we're supposed to cheer for him because yeah. because he because he worked with Batman on two days a week. Yeah. Also, at no point in this during this movie, which does take place after Justice League, does Aquaman call his good friends Batman or Superman to help him out? Or Wonder Woman. She's busy. She's she's busy. She lives on an island. She would make the most sense. She lives in Paris. Well, anyway. Um, there's lots of posing, like tons of posing. There's lots of posing, lots of hair whipping. Uh, he whips lots his of... hair around like he's a wrestler. Yeah. Like I noticed that, like, especially when he's wet, like he, he like looks like the undertaker throwing his hair behind his head. And if you want to like really draw out the posing, just listen for stupid guitar music. Yeah. Every time he like does a stupid pose, there's like a da na na guitar thing. Yeah. And then there's this one moment very early in the movie that's supposed to be this epic moment of him getting his fish powers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's posing in front of this glass at the aquarium and he's supposed to have this epic army of fish behind him, but it just looks dumb. Yeah. It just looks really stupid. It's really bad. Like everything in the movie looked bad. Everything looked like, bad. Everything looked like it was shot on a blue screen. Like even that one sequence when they're on the boat and they're like riding out to that island or wherever the hell they were trying to go. Yeah. Before they were attacked by the night creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, even that boat looked like it was CGI. Everything looked bad. And, you know, I, I said something to Nick because I realized at some point I'm like, this is the same sort of color scheme in a lot of ways as Avatar. But it, it's been however many years, like 14 or some odd years since Avatar and yet this looks way worse mm-hmm. it just looks bad and like in avatar things looked like there was there was texture to them there's no texture to anything in this movie yeah everything's just kind of flat and we saw it in 3D um and i would not suggest seeing this in 3D a it doesn't feel that 3D and b there's a lot of blurry motion that it's not very clear um one thing that I really did not like was the way things looked underwater. The movie takes place 75% underwater. Yeah. And and I don't know how they shot it, but everyone just looks like they're standing. Like you you mentioned like where's the gravity coming from? Like everyone looks like they're just standing around um and then when they take a wide shot they're floating again. Yeah, things should be buoyant and and they're not. And most of the underwater people um like their hair is all tied back in these tight man buns uh just to save them just, the CGI just so they don't have to around. animate. Like for whatever reason Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe's in this movie for some reason. Yep. And he doesn't once yell I'll get you Spider-Man. And uh Imagine that. And um 
and for whatever reason he's got long hair that's tied into a like a man bun and it's just like just cut your hair if you're gonna do that yeah um and then the uh the main girl in the movie is played by amber heard and she's got this terrible red wig on yep and and i said this to you during the movie was that i felt bad for her because anytime that they're on land it means they've just recently come out of the water so i felt bad thinking about the production of this movie thinking like every time they went to shoot something they had probably had to throw a bucket of water on her yeah just to get her wet again yeah and uh and uh like even jason momoa like i i just kind of felt bad for the actors like it's the same way when you're watching titanic and they're wet and you know like they that this movie took six months to shoot and they're just sitting in water for six months yeah uh there's a lot of bad dialogue in this movie there's nothing but bad dialogue for the first 40 minutes it seemed like if the people if it had been intentional this movie would have been a parody mm-hmm. like there's <laughs> i'm not kidding you there's a guy early in the movie who says i scavenged the high seas oh god the pirate <laughs> and his dad yeah um, oh my god the pirate and his dad who stops in the middle of their pirating to tell him the story of his grandfather's knife which never comes back, does it? Not till the end credit scene. Oh, is that what he throws through the sign? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yep. And uh, hopefully there won't be a sequel to this. There will be. It's rated seven point six. Oh man. It, well, there's a there's a moment now. I don't remember what it is, but I wrote it down. It said feels like a parody, and then quote, "Damn you!" And I don't <laughs> remember who said "Damn you" to who. <laughs> I, I love, oh, remember at the end. Um, so Aquaman, Wait, was that the guy yelling at his dad? He said, damn you. Cause his dad's blowing himself up and he's like, get out of here. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. God. So like at the beginning when Aquaman, I don't even know how to describe it. So these pirates attack a Russian sub and on the sub is the, is the guy who becomes black Manta and his dad. Um, they're, they're, underwater pirates who for some reason are trying to steal the sub and i guess i figured out that they're stealing the sub for the king of atlantis so that he can throw it throw it because that's the sub that they use to shoot that scene where the sub attacks them like that's the same sub is it i think that's the idea there because he later goes up and talks to him he's like it was barely functional oh but It shot its torpedoes. It shot a whole bunch of torpedoes for a ship with no crew. Yeah, and I like how nobody in Atlantis who's like the their star leadership can go, hey, wait, that's kind of funny timing that we were just arguing about how the humans are bad, and then we happen to get shot by a bunch right. of tornadoes. Also, Tornado- Dolph Lundgren. Tornadoes? Tornadoes? <laughs> torpedoes? Making your point. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren is in this movie, and he plays one of the kings of the water who knows he plays a water king or something you got he basically just stands around going like okay yeah i think they say at some point that there are five armies five or seven something like that in the oceans and um basically all you see is two white guys talking to each other the whole time and then in the last half hour of the movie hair floating around well and then at the last half hour they're like oh by the way there's also these crab people and this uh, these fish people and we're gonna kill one there's a uh there's a great episode of south park and i can't remember what the main plot of the episode is but basically the episode ends with crab people mm-hmm. and they're like crab people, crab people. And then there's an episode later in the season where they're talking about um, making a show and the characters are like, yeah, sometimes you just don't know how to end an episode and you end up with crab people. <laughs> and that's all I could think about when the crab people are fighting the seahorses. And that is how this movie ends. Really. Um, Aquaman finally becomes the he finally gets this trident that he was supposed to be getting from the beginning of the movie i swear to god this is the most stretched out piece of shit ever and he finally gets and he comes back he's got a giant crab monster 
And then he realizes he can talk to fish, which he didn't bother to do before that. Crap monster that comes up through the core of the earth. Because don't forget that where where Aquaman gets his his suit and the super trident is at the earth's core in what's called the hidden sea. And And Nick's making little quote marks because that was written at the bottom of the screen. Like every fucking scene, because every scene tells you where you are at the bottom of the screen. But half the time it says somewhere, somewhere somewhere in the Atlantic ocean, somewhere in the Pacific ocean, somewhere in the Sahara. Oh man. Sicily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um, also speaking of the Sahara, um, they go to a desert. These two fish people, fish people go to the desert, and it's around here that I realized that the uh, Amber Heard character Mara, uh, she has no weakness whatsoever. Like, um, like Aquaman, it makes sense that he can live outside of water and under the water right, because he's, he's half human, half man, half fish man. Amber Heard is all fish girl mermaid merman pop but and uh but like when she comes out of the water she's fine she's got no weakness but there are other characters other fish people who work alongside of her her dad they have to live in the stormtrooper costumes with that are filled with water yeah and then when they like smash the face mask on them they start suffocating because they're out of the water now, I will bet that there are some listeners out there who saw this movie who right now are going, well, well, yeah, they explain that. But the truth is there's so much explaining in this movie. So much this explaining. This movie is being explained all the way through the movie. Characters explaining things to each other that have already been explained. It, like, just uh, epilogue on top of epilogue on top of epilogue, just like tons of shit. So if they do explain why she can breathe out of water, I don't care. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense because when they go, because at the end when when Aquaman fights the king on the surface of the random boat that's at the surface that has the propellers that are in the air, <laughs> yeah. there's no way that boat's gonna pass like a safety inspection. Maybe it was an upside down boat. It's it's the only <laughs> thing that makes sense. <laughs> Um, all like Dolph Lundgren is able to breathe air. The King is able to breathe air. Yeah, everybody. Nicole up, Kidman can breathe water. air. Yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense. But they go to the desert, and even there, they don't have they don't have any sort of weakness. And then here's another complaint that I have from the Justice League movie is that it's never made clear what Aquaman's powers are. Like, can he? Can he fly? Is he invulnerable? Because I don't. I mean, think he crashes he, into the desert. He, when he jumps, jumps out, out of, of an airplane and crashes into the ground. Crashes into the ground. But so does she. Yeah. Like, but are, he was flying in Justice League. Was he, or was Superman just throwing him? Because that's like one of the uh, yeah oh, moments. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. And and you know, truth be told, even even if they explained his stuff. Well, even if they explain her powers, they don't have her use them consistently. Right. That's why they turn to Nick. Like, everything's falling apart, and all of a sudden she whips out, like, water tornadoes that solve everything. And I'm like, why is she never using these powers right. why until everything's falling apart? Yeah. And she never uses them to fight. And there's a point where he is fighting the Mantis, Manta, Black Manta, yeah. and she's fighting a few of those guys you were talking about, and she gets sort of cornered by them in a room, like a wine that shop. has a bunch of wine bottles in it, and she's like, "Look at this shit! I can make wine spikes out of wine with my powers." Yeah. Meanwhile, this whole fight's been going on, like on an island, their feet from the ocean, and she's not bothering to call on the water. Yeah. That she could do the same thing with. Why would water hurt these guys? Like, I know it's wine, which isn't water, but she's stabbing them with water. Yeah, she, like, turns it into to ice spikes. Like, yeah. they're, like, sideways icicles. And she didn't bother to try using water the whole time. I'm sorry, if water was my superpower. There's a power, fountain you know what right outside. Using? Yeah, she just did. Yeah, thank you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> like, 30 seconds before this, she's already making little water animals out of a fountain 
to entertain some girl who decides to hand her a book of Pinocchio <laughs> for no goddamn reason. Well, I, mean, I tried to explain that to you in that when you're in Italy, everyone gets a copy of Pinocchio. Right. So this movie's crap. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I, I don't. I don't have a whole lot more to add other than I have so I want much my more two and a half hours back. Go ahead. It was so long. I mean, it was really long. Nick's disappointment when I showed him my phone that said it was two and a half hours. Man, that was. And then when you showed bad. me that we were only an hour in, yeah. Like, uh, there's what there's like another sequence where I just got really confused. Where for whatever reason. Aquaman and Amber Heard are standing on a cliff and they're like, well, I guess we should jump and jump off the cliff into the ocean. And then for whatever reason, it cuts to young Aquaman with Willem Dafoe standing on the same cliff. Yeah. And you're like, and I really don't think I missed something like I'm like you didn't. They were just throwing in exposition. But but and this is what I brought up to you during the thing is that when did Willem Dafoe show up to start training young Aquaman after Aquaman's mom was supposedly dead by the way she's not dead she comes back at the end she's in Jurassic Park Island by the way there are dinosaurs on this island and they don't even show them dinosaurs on the island in the center of the earth which is Where well lit also by the a way. giant kraken well and here's you know here's something else is dumb throughout this whole entire movie so there are dinosaurs at the center of the earth that look like actual dinosaurs but all throughout this damn movie they're showing marine animals that don't exist mm -hmm. they're showing it's not just that he can control animals it's also that they're seahorses the size of great white sharks yeah and extinct crocodile monsters which i i guess that might have been based on a mosasaurus or something like that but it was also very small if it was and just and, and just even in scenes where it's just people like swimming through the water, they're surrounded by like pods of creatures that don't swim in pods. Yeah. And that are all just intermingling. Like if you were to go into the ocean, you'd see a giant school of manta rays playing around with dolphins. And it's just it's just dumb. It's really and everything's glowing. Everything's glowing. Everything glows. One so here are a few of my positives. For the movie. Is that the stuff you had left to say? Yep. Oh. Here, right. here are my positives. Um, you mentioned the glowing, and that made me think of it. The movie's very colorful, uh, which which I enjoyed. Um, uh, unlike Batman versus Superman or Justice League, where everything's dark and dreary, um, the movie's very colorful. Like the Aquaman's costume that he puts on in the last five minutes of the movie I thought it looked really cool. I was like, that looks cool. It looks like it does in the comic book. All right. It, I got like, a big meh for that. Well, but also it just comes out of nowhere. To totally out of nowhere. It doesn't <laughs> he make gets any the trident, sense. And so he grows the suit. Yeah, it doesn't make any it's, at all. It's like it's like they didn't want him to wear it's like the people who made the movie thought this costume looks really dumb. Let's have him in it as little as possible. We'll just have him in khaki pants and a tank top for 90% of the movie. And the last five minutes, we'll put him in, in the, the stupid costume. But Meanwhile, there's not a single costume in this movie that wasn't dumb. I liked Amber Heard's. I thought, That's because you like cleavage. I thought she looked great. Um, she looked fine, but the... I thought the costume looked cool, costume. but like it doesn't make any sense. The costume, like they don't explain that it's is it armor, is it is it help them swim faster? Like scale mail. Yeah, like <laughs> it's cool if for a sword fight, I guess. I mean, all they need to do is throw in a stupid line like that, like, and when she shows up, <laughs> when she shows up, first of all, at the during right. Right after the scene where he's drinking like crazy with his dad, yeah, at the bar. Uh, he oh, gets, that was the one thing that made me he laugh. Gets, he gets yeah. There's like this one sequence where he um he's at the bar with his dad, and um this tough looking guy comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, you're that Aquaman guy, aren't you?" And he's like, he stands up. He's like ready to fight. He's like, "Yeah, what of it?" And he goes, well, "Can we get a picture?" And Aquaman's like, "Okay." 
don't touch me. <laughs> and then you get to see some pictures of right. drinking together. And so like like the they like show like this sequence of pictures and it basically shows as the night goes on, Aquaman gets hammered drunk and uh and is like having fun with these guys. And those and, that little picture montage is three seconds long is the highlight of the entire it's movie. It's really the best part. And of it's the about movie. ten minutes in. So you got yeah. about an hour and twenty two or an hour and twelve minutes left of shit. It's uh, and then the sequence, the scene right after that is outside of the bar where Aquaman is pouring his passed out drunk father into the truck that they drive. And Aquaman is also really drunk and he's getting ready to drive home. Um, while he's putting his dad in the car, Amber Heard shows up for the first time and she's like, Hi, Aquaman, I'm Amber Heard. <laughs> And he come back to the ocean. She's like, we need you to be king. And he's like, nah, nah, that's not for me. And it doesn't make it's like, is this not impressive to you that a fish woman just crawled out of the water to come tell you to be their king? And nope, because we find out later during exposition 14 that Willem Dafoe has already told him that he's supposed to be king while he was training him as a youngster. That doesn't make any sense. Another yeah. thing that I liked about the movie <laughs> is um, I liked uh, a lot of the action sequences, while they were terrible, um, were really well shot. Uh, like there's this one sequence at the beginning where Nicole Kidman's fighting and it's like this one long unedited um, sequence. I was like, that was cool. There's 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 quite a few of those moments couple of uh a couple of neat mm. shots here and there that's it yeah <laughs> the best part of this movie was the jokes we were making about it i think yeah they definitely made me laugh more than anything else and even then sometimes it was just like i'm just trying to pass the time yeah it's like i want this movie to end there's one part where amber heard starts talking about the defense like to get into Atlantis, you have to go through customs, and they're like, "This is <laughs> this. You have to go through the gate and go through customs." And it's like, "Oh my god, we have to learn about the red tape and bureaucracy of Atlantis." But customs and border control, right? <laughs> it's just Fucking stupid. And then the other thing, like this movie does try to be lighthearted, and it's trying not to take itself very serious. And I think Jason Momoa does a decent job with what, what's what, with what he's given. Um, but like, I feel like everyone who made the movie felt like they were too cool to make an Aquaman movie. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame. Like, I don't think there's a good Aquaman movie. Like this might be as good as it gets, but but like it could have been one 20 minutes shorter. I was going to say they could take this actual plot, cut out about an hour of the movie and be better. Like the good, 14 but. minutes of them walking around in the desert totally totally useless the, complete waste if, of time if we were to mute that part it would have been my favorite part of the oh, movie because i liked the color the most because there oh. was some something other remember than remember the music blue and when glowing pink in the desert oh yeah yeah the two this is where the music starts going like boop pop boop pop beep, boop 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 and i'm like what is going on here a little <laughs> mischievous music oh god uh all right uh, do you have anything else to add for Aquaman? I'm just, I'm just thinking about some of the moments we we were joking around. We made each other laugh. Um, there is a moment where someone's saying something to Aquaman, like about maybe it was about the trident, and he's like blowing it off like it's a stupid myth. And I turned to Nick and I went, "He's a fish man, right? You know, like yeah. he's acting like why would I believe any of that stuff?" I'm like. You're a you're, you're a fish man. You magic. can talk to fish and breathe underwater. And and he spends like half of this movie looking around like oh, wow, all this cool stuff. And then he goes to like a cave in the desert and he's like, "Holy shit, this place is awesome." And not I'm like, to mention he's so impressed by this. Last week he fought off 
Steppenwolf with the ghost of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Yeah, you know, I like, feel like he should be a little less impressed by some things. Yeah, you know, like like if somebody tells him, "Hey, this legend of the hidden temple is uh, is this, is true." Yeah, maybe you just go, "Oh, oh, all right." Stranger things have happened. <laughs> no kidding. You know? Yeah, that's it. I got inter. I, last week I was fighting interdimensional beings. This week I'm gonna get a new gold shirt. Yeah, this movie is a piece of shit. Well, Matt, that brings us to our hottest new segment. Yep. On our uh, in our on our big show here, and that's the mu- movie rankings list. Yeah, and you only saw the one movie this week. That's true. Uh, Aquaman, and uh, where does Aquaman fall for you? Uh, Aquaman falls dead at the bottom. Dead at the bottom. Yeah, it goes underneath Possession of Hannah Grace. Uh. Hannah Grace had the decency to not be that long <laughs> and also had way smaller of a budget. This movie was a crap ton of money spent on a movie that shouldn't have been made either. And it had the indecency to be two hours and 22 long minutes <laughs> long. So much money was spent on this. Movie. Think about all of the animators that were animating all those sharks. You know, I walked away from this movie and I'm still not quite sure whether or not I hate it more than Solo. <laughs> That's how bad this movie was. Now I want you to watch Solo again so that you have to, <laughs> not so you have to put it on the list. You know, uh, actually, the fact that I'd rather watch that again than this, I don't know, that could just be a recency thing. I'm never watching either one again. <laughs> um, all right, so then for me, I saw that movie Popstar. And where am I going to put that? Um, Fucking Oscar worthy compared to this thing. I think I liked it more than In the Mouth of Madness. Really? Yeah. Uh, So let's see. That's not as good as Mission Impossible 6, but better than In the Mouth of Madness, taking the new number seven spot. Pop star. Week 95. And this movie, Aquaman. Check mark. This movie, Aquaman, I'm going to put better than Mrs. Claus. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sure you were going to put it at the bottom, but I forgot you had watched that Mrs. Claus movie. It was better than Mrs. Claus. Um, and, uh, but, but worse than Venom. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh man. I'd watch Venom twice in a row. Oh man. I can't wait to watch Venom again. Oh, after that, honestly, cause I know that there's an unrated cut that's going to come out eventually and I'm going to be excited to see that. I'd rather watch the worst parts of Venom (laughs) just made two and a half hours long than rather than watch this again. So yeah, Mrs. Claus is number 15. And Apollo 13 still sitting at still sitting at number one. All right. I guess that's gonna do it for the show this week. Matt, anything to plug? Um mm, I talked about Red Handed last week, right? Yeah. If you haven't checked it out yet, check out Red Handed. I'm sticking with it. Okay. Uh I don't have anything to add. Oh, you know what? Um uh, if you heard earlier in the show when we did preview corner, uh, it was brought to you by the big ticket. If you would like to sponsor the show, um, send us money. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's a segment that you would like us to do, like one of our corners, like we did the, the annihilation corner corner or, or the preview corner, you know, if there's something that you want us to do, maybe, maybe you miss movie versus movie although we're making our list so that probably fills that yeah that's true i don't know um if uh if there's something you you want us to talk about get get in touch with us and um i think we're gonna make a tier on our patreon page to sponsor a segment where like i guess for i don't know a month or how or for however long we do for however long we do the segment like it'll be sponsored by you the listener 
So uh, check us out at Patreon, or Facebook, Twitter, all that normal stuff. I'd, I'd say go to thisweekinfilm.com, but it has not been updated since like week 58. So, uh, so, so you, you do all this stuff. What If someone has a, like a question for us or something like that, what's their best way to do it? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is the, uh, the easiest. Yeah. Uh, I think we have an email address. I'm not sure. If you don't is. know what yeah. you have, then you probably shouldn't have people send emails to yeah. you. Uh, I think I just have to create one. But, uh, yeah, find us on on a, uh, social media or or go to the website. You can contact us on the website. It'll send me an email if you do the contact us thing. All uh, right. So I think if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. See you then.